Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Some residents are very tuned into our local government, while others are not. Frankly, I used to be in the latter category. However, I changed my mind after speaking with today's guest, who plays a critical role in broadcasting not only everyday governmental affairs, but also such things as how to protect yourself during pandemics, red tides, and hurricanes. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I'm very pleased to welcome Jamie Carson, Director of Communications for Sarasota County. In this episode, you'll learn one thing that most people don't know about Jamie, why she's such a big believer in public service, what it was like knowing Cat 4 Hurricane Ian was going to hit our county causing major damages, a hurricane story that will warm your heart, why you should dial 311 Connect if you need to reach out to our local government, and much, much more. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As it is my hope, you will listen, learn, but most importantly, connect. Jamie Carson, Communications Director for Sarasota County. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thanks for having me, Bob. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And I'm going to give our listeners a little bit of insider background on your and my relationship because this is the first episode. No, it's actually the second episode that we've done. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like the fourth time we've tried to broadcast. And it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting because... I actually came on site over at Sarasota County offices there. I did the recording, met you face to face, and then I think Hurricane Ian hit and everything kind of went out the window. And somehow or another, I recorded over your episode, kind of forgot about the episode, everything going on, whatnot, and then reached out. I came in contact with one of your coworkers and said, you know, you're going to ever you're going to ever run that episode? I'm like, oh my goodness, I messed that up. We reached out, we rescheduled you. You had to reschedule again because unfortunately Nancy uh, Deterte passed away and you, there was a funeral and, and, and ceremonies all about her. Then a third time we tried to get together. I had some technology problems. I made a rookie mistake. We had to, re this is the fourth time we finally got together. So, so here we are. Here we are. And it's always a pleasure, Bob. Always a pleasure to get to spend time with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get into Sarasota County Communications and what you all do. 
We're going to get into the fact you're an Army veteran, you attended Defense Information School, which I think is really cool. You're a big believer in public service. You've been with Sarasota County for nine years. You, you became director last year. You communicate on red tide, water quality, hurricane preparedness. You have a number of broadcasts that you all put out. You also won an award this past, no, actually this year, National Association of Government Communications Communicator of the Year. So you guys have been, so you've been very, very busy, but we're not going to let you go before I ask my favorite question, which is, what's one thing that most people don't know about Jamie Carson? Well, Bob, I would say thanks to uh, the great technology that we have nowadays, um, that I'm a pretty horrific speller. <laughs> in, in my profession, that's something I try to keep top secret. So I'm letting the cat out of the bag on this one. So I'm very thankful for spell check. It's, it's not been a strong suit of mine throughout the years. Well, don't feel bad ever <laughs> since Spellcheck came to our, into our lives. I'm a bad speller too. I used to be, and I'm more of a word guy than I am numbers guy. So yeah, so I am too. So, well, that's pretty funny. That, that's, that's interesting coming from a communications director. It is. And, you know, growing up, and this is going to age me as well, is, you know, in the classrooms, they would always have that huge dictionary at the front of the classroom and you'd raise your hand and you would ask, I don't know how to spell this. How do I spell this? And then they would tell you to go to the dictionary, which always kind of blew my mind because to look up a word, it's difficult to look up a word if you don't know exactly how to spell it. So I was very thankful as technology evolved and helped me curb that a little bit. But um, usually when I do handwritten notes and cards to individuals, I always do at least a practice, you know, writing it out or <laughs> typing it up and then copying it over. So when you won National Association of Government Communications Communicator of the Year, they didn't have a spelling bee. So that's what Thank you're saying, goodness, right? Thank goodness, no. Thank goodness, oh, no. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, <laughs> I was interested by your LinkedIn profile. You say you're a big lover of public service. Where did that love come from? You know, I grew up in a military family. My father is a retired infantryman, and I have a long legacy of military service in my family. And being prior service myself, and it's just something that um, I grew up loving giving back to the community and seeing the benefit and realizing that when everyone's working together, it just it helps us grow as, as just humanity, as a community. And there's really nothing you can't do when you're working together with other people. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And one of my great regrets is I didn't spend a couple of years in the military. I have a, we were talking before I hit record, I have a Civil War general in my background. Both my parents met at the Pentagon. So I, that's kind of cool. You know, your mom was actually at the Pentagon, you know, besides just your father. So, but they, they met there and it's one of the great regrets that I have. So I can understand your love for it. Well, let's actually get in to what you do as communication director for Sarasota County. What should our listeners know about the role that you play and maybe even some misconceptions? Our Sarasota County government is very unique. When I talk to other communications professionals around the country and we talk about how we're set up here at the county as far as communications, other local professionals and, and across the professionals across the country are very impressed and I would say a bit envious because our community and our local government and the leadership in our local government see the benefit of having a centralized team to focus on communicating and reaching out and engaging our community members. Uh, it's it's one of the top priorities. We we coordinate with all the departments 
Uh, and we do everything from uh, making sure that our board meetings are on the air live to the local the print materials that you pick up about the programs and services at our local libraries to our social media accounts. Uh, when you're watching the local news in the evenings and you see stories about your local government, that's because of our team members working with our local, me local media partners to make that happen. There's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes uh, by the communications team to make sure that our community is aware uh, of what's going on in their, in their community and the local government. So when you say you work with some of the other departments, give us a scope of what that looks like. I mean, how many different departments do you connect with? And then do you have a, obviously you have a schedule of what you have to get out by when, kind of the weekly or the daily grind, but give us a scope of the different departments that you do work with. So our communications department works with all Sarasota County governments, and that ranges from our, our public utilities department to our parks department to our public works. Uh, we work very closely with our partners over at the Health and Human Services and our Department of Health in Sarasota County. Uh, and we cover everything uh, from our local beach runs out at our beaches that's coordinated by our Parks, Recreation, Natural Resources Department. We work very closely with our mosquito management team to get information out to our community about their efforts. And we also take a really big role in, in trying to connect our community to the government by humanizing it, right? A lot of times when you think of of government, you think of this like this this it, this thing, this machine. Yes. But really, it's just your local neighbors. It's your friends, and sometimes it's your family that are working together to to keep our community going, to build our community. It's pretty amazing behind the scenes. It's interesting you say that because again, coming from a business background, I'm always focused on you know industry and you know, latest trends and whatnot. Can you actually gauge? I guess, how engaged the local residents are here with the material that you put out. I mean, how do you know whether it's working or not? We have a variety of ways, Bob. You know, it's one of the things that we're always looking at. Uh, we take our the taxpayer dollars very seriously. So everything that we do, you know, we think about it, people might think of us as a marketing uh, a company or a, a marketing department. We take it very seriously. If we create a product, we're working with that department to see how many times, you know, was that flyer picked up? Do we have a lot of leftover? Do you know, do we need to uh, change out the content? We also conduct an annual citizen survey. Um, and we've gotten a lot of feedback over the years through that survey about the priorities, the topics, the concern of the community. And every so often we'll ask questions about communications. Where do you get your local news? Where are you getting your information? Are you aware of these topics? And that helps to, us to gauge. It sounds like you have a very, um, I guess, robust feedback loop to be able to judge that then. We do. But the, another great way to get feedback is 311. So as any community member that's inside of Sarasota County can simply call 311 from their cell phone and reach one of our team members. And these are team members that are located uh, in Sarasota County. They, again, they're your neighbors and your friends answering questions about all things Sarasota County government. And if you just want to give feedback on something about the county, call 311. Interesting. What are some misconceptions that you believe some people have about what you all do? I think sometimes, you know, I don't think, I think sometimes people think that we farm out work and they don't understand how hard the team members work. We have individuals on our team that come from a very, a variety of backgrounds and, and professional experience um, and that are of such a high caliber 
Um, we had a former commissioner that would reference our department saying, you know, comparing it to a Fortune 500 marketing firm. Uh, sometimes when we create products, we get asked by community members, how much did that cost? How much did you have to pay for an external firm to create that document? And they're quite surprised to realize the talent that actually exists within the communications department. Another thing is that I think our team does a great job of balancing the information. Uh, we're very measured in our approach. You know, um, when it comes to an emergency situation, we're very measured in our approach. We wait till uh, we are working very closely with our emergency management team, making sure we have the correct information. Uh, when is the time to let the community know that something's coming and, and you know, taking a step-by-step -step process that we follow. But I think another thing is, is that you know, when we do interviews, when we bring people on to the organization, a lot of times people are like, man, I didn't realize government could be fun. You know, like you guys are kind of cool. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be in an interview and we look across from each other going, I didn't realize we were, you know, we're, we're fun. We're, we're just average people. So I think that's a big misconception, Bob, is that government can't be fun and it can't be a fun work culture. Um, we, we like to laugh. Laugh is, is important. Great medicine. Well, well, of course, I'm smiling ear to ear right now because I had the same, you know, idea because really, you know, as, well, but here's the thing because because you know when you use the term government, it's what comes to us through our TV screens. It's always Washington, and Washington is yeah. not fun right now. And there's a big, big difference between federal and state and local governments. And we, I think residents sometimes we forget that. And you're our neighbor, right? I mean, exactly. you work here, you live here. Uh, you're not off in Washington, and uh, so I, th I think that's a point well taken. And I do want to get into emergency planning and whatnot because, because again, it was when you and I first connected it was right around mm -hmm. uh, Hurricane Ian. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the broadcasts that you do through Access Sarasota. Talk about those. You have the County Commission, the Charter Review, Planning Commission. So. Tell us about it and, and the importance that you see that it brings to Sarasota County. So our, our team members and, and within the communications department, we call them Access Sarasota, right? It's really important. And that, I would say, is our bread and butter, making sure that we're connecting our community to those public meetings and making sure that they have access. If they're not able to attend in person a Board of County Commissioners meeting, making sure that they can turn on their local TV station, go onto the county website, click, click that live TV button, and be able to know what's going on in their local government and to learn more about it. And that really is like the quintessential function for our department. And if, and if anything else, like that's our top priority by all means. Uh, and that's been a longstanding uh, priority. We're one of the few uh, county governments that I'm aware of that actually focus on so many of our different uh, meetings and to, to run them live. You know, sometimes when you, you know, I'm talking to other counties and, and such, they only focus on the board of county commission uh, meetings, but we run our planning commission meetings live, a lot of our meetings live. And that's really important for us because we want to make sure that our community has that connection to their local government. That's a point well taken. You know, something I, I recently attended the EDC Economic Development Corporation's annual breakfast. And one of the speakers there was the chief economist for Florida. And I, his name slips in my mind right now. One of the things that he said that really struck me, he said he's never seen a county where government, business, and philanthropy work so well together. Have you seen that on your end? Definitely. Definitely. We have so many partners in the community. 
uh, one of the biggest focuses for me when I took the position as director, Bob, was to to make sure that we're working in tandem with our nonprofit communications partners and our and our municipalities. You know, I don't see us as co- competition with other communications or marketing firms that support organizations in our community. I see us all working together um, to share information. And as we are working on hurricane season preparedness, we're working very closely with those partners because it's really important. You know, when you think about how much you can get accomplished if we're all working together, it just gets me excited. It's that public service in me that gets excited to think about. Oh, that's great. It's great. Well, let's get into hurricane season. Yeah. <laughs> since since we just started <laughs> here, is. what was it a week ago or 10 days ago or whatever? So, so again, you and I first connected right around when Hurricane Ian hit. Mm-hmm. And, but what happens because I'm sure you're you're like any other resident here. You 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 look at the Weather Channel and you I call them big snowballs coming off the uh, west coast of Africa and they're coming across the Atlantic Ocean there. And I'm like, no, go go north, go north, <laughs> miss us one. And then then of course it starts getting closer to Florida. I'm like, hit the East Coast, don't hit don't hit us over here. Isn't that terrible? But oh. but Ian Ian was was quite the uh, quite the hurricane. How do you guys? jump into action when you know, look, this is going to be a, this is going to be a bad one. Well, I think it's important for our community to understand is that there our team, our county government team and our, and our partners in the municipalities, our local law enforcement, our nonprofits, hurricane preparedness isn't just something that happens one time a year, right? This is something that we prepare, we train for, we reevaluate. Um, it's a process throughout our, at the entire calendar year to make sure that we're ready whenever that time, unfortunately, comes. So, you know, one of the things that we're, we've done after Hurricane Ian is taken a look at what went well, um, what are areas of opportunities for improvement, and how can we prepare um, better to provide for our community uh, going into this hurricane season. Uh, so each, you know, organization has their their crisis plans. Uh, for us, we have our, our, you know, Department Disaster Preparedness Plan. We have our Crisis Communications Plan. Last week, in fact, we actually held a regional communicators huddle down at um, Shannon Staub Library in in Northport, and we invited our communications partners um, from um, the local community to listen and and gain lessons learned from the Fort Myers Beach communications coordinator. So we take all that information and we add it, we adjust our plans, and it's a it's a process. Um, but you know we're all we're all neighbors, so. Usually we're the individuals in the neighborhoods that are putting up our, our shutters a little bit ahead of everybody else because we've got to take care of our homes and our families and then get right into work. You know, Ian was, and I've been down here since 2015, so I've been through a few hurricane seasons. But Ian was an interesting storm because at times the projection was that it was going to hit all the way from Tampa all the way down to, I don't know, the Keys or whatnot. And then at one point, uh, I'm actually in the Osprey area, that at one point the eye was supposed to hit right in Osprey. When do you all get to the point you say, this is real, and then what happens at that point? Because you have all the preparedness, but when do you say, look, this is when we really got to jump into action? So we look well out. I mean, our emergency management team, you, you mentioned off the coast of Africa, they're monitoring. And they're monitoring those, as you said, snowballs, but they're monitoring those weather movements as they come off that coast. And there's a point where, you know, especially for our department, communications department, where we start to go into what we call an activation mode 
um, sometimes earlier than some other uh, agencies, because it's important to start preparing the community in a measured method, you know, not trying to cause panic and to create chaos, but to, to let community members know, like, hey, we're monitoring this and we'll let you know when it's time to be concerned. So, you know, we have uh, well of uh, over 120 hours in advance that we're working to to communicate with not only our departments, but our agency partners. And and for us, you know, really, it's that 120 hours where we really start to say it somewhere, somehow, either we're going to be impacted or one of our neighboring counties or communities are going to be impacted and we might have to help them out afterwards. Right. So. Right. I did several episodes right after Ian hit with Salvation Army, with the... Uh, food banks here and whatnot. It, it really it, it it really is impressive to see how people respond when they know that neighboring counties are hit because I know a lot of money poured into you know South County and um, you know again further south of here. What do you do for some of the other counties when of course, South County, Sarasota was hit pretty good, but but how does w- what you do translate to, you know, I don't know, Manatee or some some of the other counties are n- are not really a part of your responsibility? I would say Florida has an incredible network of of connectivity among the different local governments and agencies. Uh, you know, even though you might we might not think, oh, it's not exactly our local government responsibility. I think, you know, similar to how I feel about public service, I think Floridians have that same feeling about everybody in the state, you know. So are we actually had a team member, Sarah Neely from our communications department, after the storm came through, we assessed how are we as a department? Do we have all the resources that we ha- need and can we send resources elsewhere? And Sarah actually went down for a period of time to the Fort Myers area to assist in their communications need. Um, we actually had individuals come from out of state shortly after the, the hurricane arrived and offered assistance. And we again assessed and we said, hey, we're good. Go down to Northport. They were hit hard. So, you know, first you assess, you know, it's very much like when you're in the plane, they always teach you put the mask on yourself and then take care of the others around you. So we look at our we look at our community. Do we have all of our bases covered? Can we handle it? Do we have any, you know, overhead? Do we are we able to to send help elsewhere? And after you make that assessment, we do. You know, our, our our fire departments, our local law enforcement agencies. It's incredible to see when those calls come in for for help, how much they go out and, and help other areas. I would imagine it's a lot like being maybe a part of a, a you know, fire department. You, mm-hmm. you know, every day is the same, and then all of a sudden a fire breaks out, and then you got to jump into action. And I, not that you would ever want a hurricane or any disaster to happen, but in some regards, I would imagine that's maybe the more exciting part of your job. Well, I would say, Bobby. It, that your your stress level is higher for sure. Um, so when I think of excitement, I think of you know more of like theme parks and roller coasters for me. But I will say that this organization is by far. I've been in this. I've been in public service and communications for almost twenty five years now, and I have to say that Sarasota County government and the local municipalities and our local law enforcement. This network here is like no other. Um, the connectivity that that they have to support is like no other. So even when stress is high and the situation is incredibly difficult, they always rise um, to meet the challenge and for exceed. 
yeah, so I, I don't know if I, I would say get excited, but I will say that it's amazingly how well we perform during those situations. Uh, if I have to think about when I get excited, Bob, about my job, it's when I get to act with the public, when I get to go out into the community and hang out. Um, we recently refurbished uh, in the past couple of years one of our former uh, ambulances, and it's now blue. And we call it affectionately Big Blue. And we'll take it out to the farmer's markets. We took it recently to the city of Northport, had a newcomer's day. And we go out there. uh, We went to Big Truck Day. We have information about all the county programs and services and how to connect with us. And we just get to have conversations with the public and community members. And I got to say, that's absolutely my favorite thing to do. Oh, that's neat. Well, what was your favorite story about Ian, whether some residents you interacted with, maybe one of your coworkers, share a story about Ian. So I, I'll, I'll share if it's okay with you, but I'll share two. And one, sure. one's, one's kind of general. I, I think one of the things that I was overall impressed was how we connected with our, our media partners and, and how we worked together and collaborated to keep the community informed. So oftentimes, uh, over the years, and it's been an evolution of of local governments, communications, and media. There's been like a like a wall, almost like a us versus them. And I've we've been working really hard in Sarasota County to to change that and to, and to collaborate that uh, to have a collaboration. And even though it was a really difficult situation, we had seven um, media uh, team members from from other agencies that were there in the EOC with us that were, you know, they had their bunks, they were living there, they were living it just like us. And I thought that that was really a, an opportunity for us to bond and to work together and really change the tonality of how people see, you know, PIOs and media as adversaries. And it's really not. It's really an opportunity to, to partner. And we spent some time with those agencies after Hurricane Ian and just to share our appreciation, presented um, each of them a certificate of appreciation because it, it meant so much to us. I'll tell you another story. And this one's, um, this one gets me a little bit choked up. So I'm going to just stay with me. That's all right. Um, so we have our our 311 uh, that was operating uh, for a period of time around the clock. And 911 was being flooded with calls and emergency calls. And uh, at times people were calling 311 because they couldn't get into 911 and vice versa. And those two agencies, our two teams uh, from our are uh, those two groups of individuals that are taking those calls actually work in the same building across the hall from each other and have great synergy and, and collaboration. And there was a call that came in from a community member and uh, she basically shared with our, our, our 311 specialist that her house was shaking around her and that she could see cracks and she could see the lights from outside coming yeah, through man. her home. And she had lost her her husband um, recently, and she was basically just um, at that time she was going to accept what was going to happen to her. And our our three one one team member stayed on the phone with her and uh, said just simply by calling that they wanted to connect and how valuable those connections are. And we stayed on the phone with her. Our team member did an amazing job of of building a relationship so much so that they talk after and they stay connected. Um, and she made it out of the home. She made it to safety. Uh, so when you think about, you know, the highs and the lows, the way of getting through all of that is the connection, the human connection um, in each of those situations that what's really that's brought our community to the other side of Hurricane Ian. 
Well, it kind of comes back, that's a wonderful story, and that's what you love to hear, but it kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier about the connection between government and maybe some misconceptions. You guys live here. You're you're, you're residents and you're you're neighbors and whatnot. That's a wonderful story. I appreciate you sharing that. I'll I'll share another thing. You know, we had had team members um, working in the county who lost a great deal. Uh, and they continued to work. Yes. It's really amazing when you think about it that their focus, you know, was on their community. And uh, man, that gets me just the dedication to public service by the team that I get to work with every day is pretty amazing. That's neat. Well, since we are in hurricane season, mm, yes, go ahead. My least, my least make favorite time of year. <laughs> my least favorite time of year. But we we are in hurricane season, Bob. So I would. I know it's you mentioned fatigue, right? Everyone gets that fatigue, sure. but but take the time to prepare. Take the time to take, you know, to practice the route from your your residence to your local evacuation center. Go ahead and buy a few items here and there when you do groceries versus having to buy a lot right before, which financially for some of our community members can be difficult. Um so, you know, grab a few extra items here and there know your route, put your put your family's kit together. So if you know that you're going to go to an evacuation center, go ahead and put your kit together now. Put put your essential items in there, but also put fun items, put board games, put teddy bears, put pictures of each other from your last vacation, um, comfort items, and, and do whatever you can do to, to plan now because that will take just a little bit less of a stress. You'll have a little bit less of a stress when we go into those situations. And for our community members, we have a lot of valuable information on our county website at scgov.net. We're yes. also sharing a lot of information on our county social media. That's at SRQ County Gov. And if you have questions about uh, transportation's plan, our medically dependent program, which is an incredible helpful program for our community members that might need some special assistance during a, um, a hurricane uh, situation, call our team members at 311 and ask those questions. They're there, they're there to help you. You know, I'll share a quick story. I actually live about a mile from the water. It's a zone, was it zone A? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, when Ian came our way and we knew it was going to be close, I call up a friend who lives across 75 and I said, Hey man, I said, uh, do you mind if we come and spend, spend the night with you and whatnot? The funny thing is my home never lost electricity. And like, as soon as we got there, theirs went out. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, and you just don't know. And, and the problem, problem with something like that happening, that type of experience, it, creates a sense of false security because you think, you know, nothing ever happens. But every storm is different. And uh, so your point is well taken, you know, is to prepare now. And I'm certainly going to go home and prepare, get that bag and get my uh, shutters and all that sort of stuff in order. So uh, make sure that I'm ready. Well, what's next for Jamie Carson? Uh, what's next for me, Bob, is just to continue to work with our our partners at the municipalities, our local law enforcement, our nonprofits, and to engage our community. We're looking at opportunities, again, to get Big Blue out there for later this year. So if you have an idea or a big event that's a community public event that you're cool. thinking, hey, this would be a great opportunity to engage, give us a call at 311 and let us know. But really, it's just to keep doing what we're doing. Well, Jamie Carson, Communications Director for Sarasota County, I do appreciate you being on the podcast today. And as always, I appreciate all my listeners. And as I always sign off, I say onward and upward. Thank you again. 
Thanks, Bob. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.